With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi everyone and welcome to Club Live here at Club at 22 The Rangers Podcast. We are live on YouTube tonight, so get your comments in, we'll do our best to answer them. Um, just before I introduce my guests, I would like to say we have finally hit 1 million views on YouTube, which is mental when we first started this. If somebody tell you, told us we'd hit 1 million views, <laughs> I wouldn't have believed you. Um, but no, brilliant. We appreciate this, um, the support, obviously. If you can continue to help us grow the channel, hit like, subscribe, um, much appreciated. You can join the YouTube channel for as little as 99p a month. You can also buy the podcast a coffee and join the Coffee Buy membership via buymeacoffee.com. All the links are in the description below. So introducing my guest, we're missing Ryan today. He's had a nervous breakdown again, so we might not see him for a while. Only joking, Ryan. Um, introducing my guest first, um, Scott Carney, how are we today? One million views, eh? One million views, mate. I like you said, mate. Like I know there's obviously YouTube channels out there that have got yeah. hundreds and millions of views. I get that, but for us, for us yeah, for us, for us to sit and start this and the way we did to get uh, to get over a million views, quite a milestone, honestly. In one of the moments you kind of pinch yourself and you go, God. Whatever we're doing seems to work, and people seem to like it, which is brilliant. It's a great feeling. It really is. Very proud of that. I'm. I'm very, very proud of that. You're right, mate. I would never have believed anyone if they'd said at the start that we were going to hit a million views. It's just absolutely bananas, man. Absolutely crazy. But yes, um, it's been the wild west out there this week. I think it's been um, it's been wild, uh, absolutely wild. And uh, yeah, the the fallout from the from the old firm seems to be lingering on and on and on and well lads we get to go and watch Rangers be Commander like Ibrox tomorrow what could possibly go wrong <laughs> we do the only benefit to that Carney it's a three o'clock on a Saturday which means you can have a beverage before and that's true afterwards so you can erase what happens um, but yeah Carney one child I've actually seen that Scotia that's, one million's not in the Scotia with his only fans he's got he's got millions and millions of subscribers but Bringing him in, Scotia. What, what's your thoughts? One million views. Obviously, it's down to you. You're the face of Club at Twenty Two, so it's down to you. <laughs> no, to be it's honest. Down to no, it's it's mad. I isn't it? It's not. It's really appreciated. Um, I didn't think we would ever get to that. Really, it would be better if it was in a week when we were celebrating more <laughs> than we have been. Because, like, like Carney says, it has been a bit of a, a miserable week. Probably one of the most miserable weeks since we've been doing this pods. If we're being honest, it's just been a strange one. I've had to take myself away from Kenny the usual Kenny kind of follow follow Rangers Twitter and stuff like that over the last two days. Kenny kind of stopped looking at much apart from what was coming through in the group chats and things like that. Um but aye we go again and yeah here's to the next one million. 
Exactly, yeah. mate, exactly. I suppose you've got as well, every cloud and all that, if you want to be that about it. The week after the week we've had, I needed a right pick-me-up and yeah, when I seen it happening, I was like, wow, it's absolutely bonkers. So uh, you've got to take the positives out of it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not been a great week. It's kind of lingered a wee bit this week and it's, it's uh, we'll get into it anyway. But first of all, we will um, we will start with some news from the club. Uh, Scotia, I'll come to you because I think you kind of rated this guy. Um, James Sands is left to go back to New York City. Obviously, their season's starting again. Um, we discussed this, oh, I think we discussed this a few weeks ago and we kind of said he may go because the MLS is starting up again. What's your thoughts on Sands? Do you feel a wee bit of, do you feel sorry for the boy a wee bit in terms of he never got the to play in his, his real position? I mean, I was looking at his appearances for us over one and a half seasons, if you want to say, or a season, kind of, because he's left. Then his 41 appearances he's had for us over um, the 42. two seasons. So 42, sorry, there you go, over the two seasons. What's your thoughts on Sands? I mean, I'll say my piece on Sands first, because I, I thought he was decent enough, but to me, he wasn't good for Rangers, and it's the first of many for me to go the door. Yeah, Sands is an interest. Well, I did think there was a bit of a player in there, but I think you're right. We did say, I think it was the show we done the night the transfer window was going to close. Yeah. And I kind of said that, you know, the MLS transfer window was opening up the day after, and then the 1st of February, or uh, the 1st of February. And I was like, it wouldn't surprise me if you see him going. I think now that he's gone the week after the that old firm defeat at the weekend there, I think people have kind of jumped in that, that, that he was getting pushed out there. I think this was one that was probably always on the cards because Beal hasn't really played him too much other than when he needed to play him, when he first came in at the, the very start. But um, I do feel a wee bit unfortunate for him because um, when he came in last at the start of last season, I think he played 15 games at the tail end of last season. And from January, five sub-appearances off the, the bench in the Europa League knockout stages. Five times he started for us in the league three off the bench and then two full 90s in the, the Scottish Cup. And of those games... There was only two games that he played at centre-back. The rest of the times he was playing in midfield. He was getting brought into midfield, like to relieve, mostly to relieve Jack in the European games. I do think that he gets thrown in at the deep end by Gio um, for getting put into that centre-midfield for that game up at Pataudry in his, his debut. I think we mentioned it on our, our reaction at that pod that it wasn't probably wasn't yeah. the best game to throw him into that because I think we were going through it. <laughs> You'll never guess this, guys. A bit of an uh, injury crisis, or not crisis, certainly not compared we'll to We'll cover that, But um, I think we were, we were a wee bit light, so he, he got thrown in there. And then this season, he's played an awful lot more, but it's pretty much all been in the centre of the defence <clears> that he's <throat> been playing because he's had to. I think there was a period when... Davis finally got fit that he'd get pushed up into the midfield just around the October November time. Only played about three or four games in midfield, and then I think Davis got injured again, straight back into into defence. And he wasn't a central defender, certainly not one domestically. Um, he had some decent games in centre defence, but he was playing alongside Leon King an awful lot of that. Occasionally playing playing alongside Goldson. So yeah, sending him back is probably the right thing because the money. That they were looking for for us to sign him, it was too much, um, for what he would be as a kind of squad, a squad player. I think he would be a decent squad option, but we're we're not at the stage where we can afford to spend the amount of money they were looking for in that type of squad option. Um, so I think it's the right move all round. A wee bit unfortunate it didn't work out for him, but it's, that's a couple of Americans we've now had in the last few seasons. For that, yeah. the same things kind of happened. It's maybe just getting up to speed with this, but. I, I kind of seen it coming anyway. Don't know what you guys thought. Yeah, and it was. He's like when we had Polster before, who was a utility type player. Sands kind of fits in the same bracket for me. He was an upgrade in Polster, but it's still not good enough. Carney, obviously, the the fee to sign him was reportedly three million pound to sign him, but I th- I think you're in the same boat as me in Scotia and most Rangers fans that he just unfortunately just he just wasn't good enough for Rangers. Yeah, forward. yeah. First of all, Dundee Taylor, thanks very much, mate, yes. for the the nine ninety nine. Really do appreciate that. Appreciate that. Also, I've seen it pop up on the YouTube chat, but not the one that I look at for some reason. The Aldo McNaught as well, member for thirteen months, mate. Absolutely fantastic. Thanks very much for that. Uh, yeah. So Sands, it's a 
it's one of those ones that you you can you can feel sorry for him because he was playing out of position quite a lot. Ultimately, he done his job up to a certain extent, but you, you can't ask a guy to fully fulfil his potential um, if there is any more potential there playing in the wrong position, um, and that's kind of where he was. However, with the the absolute clear improvement we've we've required in the midfield for him not really to get the chance in the midfield when the time came around pretty much sealed his fate there's a few managers now that I have a looked at him and they don't find him good enough or a better option than say John Lundstrom for example who's been bang out of form for the majority of this season if not all of it so again I, I think ultimately for where the club want to go and where we where we want to go as fans yes I get the, the understanding that he would have been a decent squad player because he can play many positions but for three million pounds we can't afford that on a squad player as pure and simple as that it, it isn't it isn't it isn't viable for us to do that so and honestly he's not good enough he was he wasn't going to be good enough it's just as, as simple as that it's he'd done a job yes from time to time but it's ultimately, it's the it's the correct decision. It is the correct decision, and I say it's the what many believe and what many hope to be the start of um, many exiting the door. I wish it was going to be as easy as 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 with Sands, because all we had to do was say no, we don't want them. Thanks very much. Thanks for your service, James. But you're you're away back to the you're away back to the states, um, which I, I know we're going to come on to later on. So yeah, I mean it is what it is, but ultimately it's um, that's the correct decision by the club because he was he wasn't good enough ultimately. Yeah, no, I, I, I feel for the boy, but I'll, if, if we want to move forward next season, he he, he doesn't fit. He doesn't fit in for me. I, I don't even think he fits. I know you said he was potentially a squad player, Scotia, but for next season, I don't even see him as that. I, I don't think he's good enough. He's a, he is you a utility player. He can, yeah. No, sorry for cutting across. What I was going to say is he's kind of more of a. I think he was more of a geotype player than he is yeah. a build type player. And yeah. as well, what I was thinking is none of us really even considered him for that midfield at the weekend, which I think kind of. T- t- I t- think we forgot t- t- as well from the fans. Yeah, no, I certainly did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I the last couple of weeks he's kind of faded away. That could that could also be because we've not actually had the chance to properly see him playing in the midfield for a sustained run in the team. So you kind of forget him was going to be in the midfield. And he did, and he did say Bill that he was going to give him a chance in the midfield, and he and he didn't really. So um, he's away back to America. One of his his last things to do was get get that winner in the Partick Thistle game. So give him credit for that. Oh, there you go. (laughs) So he's, he's present <laughs> the next round of the Scottish Cup. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so no, good luck to him. But um, this week also we've been linked, I'll, I'll stay with you, Carney, we've been linked with, we've mentioned this a, a week or so ago, another goalkeeper. We were linked with the, the Norwich goalkeeper um, recently, and this week we've been linked with another goalkeeper in the Championship, and it's um, Freddie Woodman from Preston. Had we look at him, six foot two, 25 years of age. He's played 33 games for Preston this season. Played for Kilmarnock back in 2017 in Aberdeen the following season on loan. Good age, reportedly 3.5 million. I think this is the first of many, many goalkeepers we'll be linked with, Carney. But this is a major key position for us next season. I would go as far as say it's our top priority next season to get a goalkeeper in. I would 100% agree, mate, and depending on what happens, and people will hate me saying this, depends what happens with Alfredo, I would say that in the striking position is two of the key parts of our, our recruitment in the summer. We're going to be linked with everybody, mate. We're going to be linked with everybody that's roughly 25, 26, coming into their prime. We can get them for a decent amount of money. By that, I mean like three to five million around that around that bracket. Um, I know very little about the guy. I'm not going to lie. I've I've not watched any Preston games. I don't think for I can't. I wouldn't really tell you the last time I watched a Preston game. But we we are going to be constantly linked now with these um, these areas. But again, even at that, it's an easy one for people to put out there. It's an easy one for clickbait. Basically, it's an easy one for clickbait because everybody knows that Rangers need a goalkeeper. Um, we all know what's going to happen in the summer, um, so we're at we're at the point now where 
we will get linked by left, right and centre. What I would say is, it's, it's, this is all going to be down to how much the club are going to make available and it, there is going to need to be a significant amount of money spent in the summer. I don't think any of us would doubt that. I I hope the club are already planning for that and I hope things are already in place for their sake more than anybody else's. But this is an area that I wouldn't be scrimping on because I like you, mate. I think it's I think it's vital for Rangers to have a solid goalkeeper. We we are a team that very rarely gets put under a serious amount of pressure domestically. It's uh, the the perfect example of the keeper that we need is Alan McGregor and is Andy Gorham, whereas they don't do very much for, for 90 minutes, but when they're called into action, they're absolutely there and they're absolutely on it. And it, it will be hard to come by. It will be hard to come by for Rangers to replace Alan McGregor because there has been many um, keepers that we've been privileged to see. I do think we have been privileged when we've been brought up with the keepers that we've seen. But yeah, the club are going to need to get what this one pretty spot on. Uh, and I say it is, it's definitely the if, one of, if not the top priority going into in the next season. Um, it's not an area that I've really looked into and got deep into. We constantly get linked with, with different people. I see people in the chat as well all the time saying different goalkeepers we should be having a look at. It's not an area I've really got into. Maybe Scotia will done a wee bit more on that because Scotia's the stats guy and he tends to know things about keepers that I wouldn't. But there's no doubt, mate, that this is going to be a, a massive... A massive priority. Um, if 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 Ross Wilson's still in charge, this is the or still um, the the footballing director, whatever you call it, director of football, he's going to need to be. Um, he's going to need to get this one pretty spot on. I don't. I don't envy anybody at Rangers making the decision on who the next keeper's going to be. Yeah, Scotia. I'd expect you've seen all of Preston's games this season in the Championship. <laughs> um, you've got a... A full breakdown on, on Freddie Woodman, exactly what he's about. What's, what's your thoughts on him and the yonder of what we've basically said? Well, he'll be the first of umpteen goalkeepers we'll be linked with till, till the summer. Yeah, no, surprisingly, I've not watched any of Preston games this season <laughs> um, because usually they'll be in a Serie A game on instead. If you played in Italy, you would have watched them. I probably would have. Although, in saying that, we've all actually seen that. I know we've all actually seen him play against us. Because he played against us I do remember back him. when he yeah. was at Kelly. Um, I can't really remember much about the game we drew and nil nil with Kelly. I think it was Kashinia's third or fourth game in charge. Um, I I, so I've seen him, but I can't remember anything from that game. Um, not watched any pressings, so don't know what he's like. I just like you just looked at a few stats for him. He's conceded what thirty eight goals in the league this season. That does that really t- with keepers is a difficult one because does it really tell you anything? Because it's conceding goals is obviously, obviously the keeper concedes them, but it's got the defence and midfield in front of it that are liable to have caused that happening. I think he's had 14 clean sheets, one more than West Fodringham, who's down there in the, the championship as well. So they're probably looking at a similar level to West Fodringham. And I thought when West Fodringham came in, he was decent enough for us, but it wasn't where you wanted to get, and this is what Carney, I think what Carney was getting onto, that we have been so used, certainly since I've been watching Rangers to having really, really quality goalkeepers barring the B stage when Neil Alexander left to getting West Fodringham in, probably. Um, and, you know, those are like two of the lower ranked keepers, I would say. But you've had your likes of Woods, Gorham, Kloss, and then McGregor. So this is going to be a massive, massive um, signing for the board to look at because, again, McCrory, I think, still out injured or still just coming back from injury. So he's not really going to get much time this season to show us what he's all about. So goalkeeper's an absolute priority in the summer. We will be linked with everyone. Ideally, you want to get a top-quality goalkeeper in, but I don't think Rangers can can um, go into that market and get a top-quality goalkeeper um, like at the, the prices that they would be, be at. So we're going to have to look down at the Championship. And we could find an absolute gem. This boy, Freddie Woodman, could turn it an absolute gem, but I don't know. It's really difficult to judge goalkeepers because, <clears throat> like Carney says, is you're watching teams that are under pressure more more shots on them, whereas at Rangers, it's that one shot, like we've said before, that, that's the, that either makes you a really good keeper for us or not. So, yeah, we'll be linked with hundreds between now and the end of the season, or the end of the transfer window anyway. So we'll just need to see what comes with that. Yeah, no, I mean, he's, he's, he's played with, with England 
all the way up to the 21. So he's, he's not played like a senior game for the England national team, but we'll see. But uh, like I say, I think he's the first of many we'll be linked with with going forward. But it's it's, it's a key position for me for next season. Because the goalkeeper breathes confidence to the back, the back line, which then breathes confidence going forward with the team. So it's a big position to get at the eight, but I'm sure we've got um, plenty of names to look at. But moving on, the the presser was on Thursday, I think it was. Um, it was Beal and John Lindstrom was out, was wheeled out. I felt sorry for whatever, what player it was coming out. thought Tav might have done it, but it was Lundstrom. He's in that kind of... Brigade Beal's got in terms of his um, key kind of players, if you want to say, that get wheeled out for things like this. But first of all, a couple of snippets that Beal said. Obviously, it's the first defeat in 17 games. Um, he said, we're not a bad team overnight. Um, he didn't change it at halftime because he didn't want to throw certain players under the bus. Well, sorry, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> I don't agree with that. Um, he said he did learn something from Sunday. Changes will happen in the summer. We need to reduce the number and increase the quality. And he did mention, Karen, I'll come to you, need to recruit three to four players, which is what Scotia's harped on about, I think, last week, that will make a massive impact. A lot of folk have kind of went, well, we need one, three or four players. I read into that, Carney, that he's saying we need three to four starters for next season in that team, excluding Cantwell and um, Raskin, which would take up to six. What was your thoughts on Beal's press conference overall and on the players that he was looking at potentially for the summertime? Yeah, um, never going to be an easy press conference for Michael Beal, this one, or for John Lindstrom. Uh, I, I think it's the first that I've seen his back go up a wee bit in terms of the questions that he was getting answered, but I would be shocked if he wasn't expecting them. Um He's a clever enough man to know that there was going to be some quite difficult questions for him to answer. In terms of the not throwing the players under the bus thing, eh, just I'm not having any of that at all. I, I don't really care who you throw under the bus at that point. We were getting beat in a cup final against Celtic, and you chose not to make the change. That's that's not that's not something you even need to slightly consider. The players are ultimately letting you down, and I found it slight. He slightly contradicted himself because he's talking about, he got asked questions as well about, did you see anything during the game on Sunday that's maybe confirmed what you need to do or has it brought to light anything new that you you need to do? Um, to that he said yes, that he's learned stuff about these players and he learns that there's going to need to be stuff done. The, the build continues, the rebuild of this, this squad is going to need to continue and the... Yeah, that that comment it didn't sit very well with me. I think I was the same as you, Ali. That I kind of went. I really couldn't care less what you had to do in that situation. It's not the time to have the thoughts in your mind. You had to do the right thing in order for us to get back into the game, and ultimately you didn't. I also didn't like if we'd have took that chance, we'd have made it one each. Yes, but you didn't take the chance. I hate this. You could I, point I, to I hate that this. Team games. Yeah, I, I hate that. I hate that analogy of things. It's like. If I won the million, if I won the euro, the euro millions, I wouldn't be at work. Yeah, but I haven't won the euro millions, so I am at work. Do you know what I mean? It's one of those like it's kind of hypothetical stuff that's not really relevant to how we're all feeling about things. So I do feel like he, he did at points have his back up though. I, I think he thought, mm, I'm not really enjoying where this is going. Um, and I do think he's going to be hurting. Of course, he's going to be hurting the way we probably all are. He. He obviously picked that team thinking that it was the best team to go out and get a result off whatever game plan it was going to be. And that was another thing that concerned me as well when he said it. And I'm sorry for all the negativity, but I'm I'm being honest here. The, the When he said, um, ultimately, we didn't carry out the game plan. I don't know what your game plan was. We all, I thought yeah. the game plan was to sit off Celtic and contain them. And you said that we were going to need to match up with them, but we didn't set out to do that. He said we've had a discussion about it and it's going to happen internally, but you're not telling me the entire team went out onto that pitch and completely ignored everything that you'd told them to go and do. So I can get that we tried to do something and it didn't work, but I don't think we did try We did try and do what he's trying to make us believe that we went out to do. Does that make sense, what I said there? Yeah, yeah. And anyway, in terms of recruitment, yeah, 100%, mate, we need three or four starters, and I would say four starters at a minimum. Um, within this team the, the opportunity is coming around now for this team to be 
stripped to a certain extent. There is a lot of players coming to the end of their contract. I, I think there's a lot of people, a lot of players within a contract that could potentially be moved on and there would be sellers for, it would be buyers for. I don't think there's going to be buyers for everybody that I wish for wish to get moved on. <laughs> Again, we'll probably come to that as well. But yeah, three or four minimum, mate, starters in that team, I, no doubt. The top two priority, as I say for me, you mentioned earlier, was definitely a goalkeeper and I think definitely a striker and arguably one in the midfield. I think you need one in each area of the pitch that are a, an absolute shoe-in to start games um, and can push whoever has the jails at the time. And I don't mean push as an Adam Devine pushing on James Tavernier. I mean someone that can actually physically take the shot from them and be like, no, no, that's going to be my shot when they get their opportunity because we've seen too many times now under this period of Ross Wilson where players that have came in, when they get their opportunity, they don't take it. And we can't be doing that anymore. We have to have players that are absolutely ready, absolutely any time to go and they put a performance in in order to state their claim. So yeah, I think three or four is the kind of minimum and it has to be starters. I fully expect some squad players in inverted commas to also be recruited um, because we are we are quite we're quite short in some areas um, but I know three or four at a minimum, mate. Yeah, no, Scotia, you've been... Um... You said for the last week or so there that you thought three or four players coming to that first team was the what you basically thought. Obviously, it, it, it's dependent on who stays. Brian Kent, Barelos, Brian Jack. It's probably the three out of the, the out of contract guys that they may look to keep. Um, what was your thoughts on the pressure, Scotia, and with the the three or four kind of first team players coming in? The pressure was going to be what it was going to be, just given given that it was the defeat, given that there'd been a few days as well for it to simmer over without really hearing anything more. Because I, I don't was there a proper press? No, no, there was a proper press conference after the game on Sunday, but there wasn't really much come out of that because it was just so soon after it. So it was always going to kind of be that way in terms of what it was. Said a few things that were a bit strange to me um, in terms of you know he'd noticed stuff in the first half but didn't want to throw players under the bus. No, I, part of me was like, well, will you just then try to get the same reaction that you got at the in the second half of the game at Ibrox um, in the new year? Because um, he's, he's tried that a few times and it's worked a few times. But maybe, I think loads of people have even said that there's only so often that lasts for. It'll run out of steam at one point. And unfortunately, it was the game on Sunday where that kind of the second half bounce that we were, we were getting um, failed to materialise. So... That was what it was there in terms of the recruitment. Yeah, I think in terms, I think an awful lot of people are looking for like this big, massive squad overhaul, which won't happen unless we were able to shift some players on. Which I think there's a few that will be able to get moved on. But for me, if things kind of stay where they are at the moment, if one of Rent, um, Kent, and Morelos stay, then I reckon it'll be three to four players, and one of those players will be will be Tillman, which I know will come on to some another bit of news later on. But there's something that's come out in the press in the last 24 hours that Kenny puts me in a position that I think Tillman's now more of a certainly will be more of a priority to get to get signed down. Um, but I would say a goalkeeper, striker, and probably someone else in the, the middle of the park. For me, I know Beal's come out and said that he wants another Kenny backup centre half. To me, that's not as big of an issue right now in terms of other than getting another midfielder in, given that the form that the two of our midfielders that have got longer. Um, periods of time on their contract and then um, putting in, in performances at the moment. Um, so yeah, I'd say that. But the world, I like you, I do think there'll be more coming in in terms of sort of squad options or players that you want to develop on. But yeah, I kind of see that kind of being the case. I don't see it being five or six unless there are radical changes of players going out the door. And you're then you're looking at players that are you going to be able to bring someone in that'll get to that level straight away based on how much money we've got available. Because I think uh, was it Robertson came out and said that it was something like 55 million on wages or something like that. So it was really high. It was a high amount on our wages and it was getting higher and higher. So this is one of the reasons we need to move players on because you can't just keep on increasing their contracts. Um, you need to kind of sell, move them on when you can to keep your, your contract low. So you've also got to look into that in, in terms of the financial fair play stuff as well because we were told that we were on that watch list not too long ago. Um, so there's only so much you can do in terms of bringing in enough 
first team starters. So that's why I think it'll only be three or four at the moment. Anyway. Yeah. No, but it's just the summer will be interesting to see to see what happens. But I was just it was interesting to see certain things that he said, Bill. Um, oh, bits I didn't agree with. I, he's not even he's not going to come out and say me as a complete arse on Sunday. He's saying things that we know he's going to say. It's a presser. Um, but before I come on to John Lundstrom, it is time for my favourite part of the podcast, Carney. It's the Manscaped promo. <laughs> <laughs> so time for a word from our sponsored Manscaped. Spring has sprung with our friends at Manscaped. The leaders in below the waist grooming have the best tools for some spring cleaning. Look your best this spring and join the other 8 million men who trust Manscaped. Use code CLUB at 22 to get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Manscaped are here to change the way all the fellas can take care of ourselves and groom with the performance package 4.0. Inside this ball care bundle, you'll find the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker ear, and Norse hair trimmer, crop preserver ball deodorant, crop reviver toner. Additionally, if you purchase now, you'll receive two free gifts, the performance boxer briefs and shed travel bag. Always use the right tools for the job and head to our website and check out all the tools to help you upgrade your hygiene routine. Save 20% off and free shipping with the code CLUB at 22 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code CLUB at 22 at manscaped.com. What will your balls do? I was on mute, mate. Sorry, your oh, balls yeah. will thank you. <laughs> Just in case I laughed at you, I put myself on mute. <laughs> so close, there, eh? Yeah. <laughs> at least so that's close, me not mate. doing the manscape for the next couple of weeks. I don't know who's next. Yeah, yeah. Or Scotia, yeah, no. So. Oh. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that was good, mate. That was good. Well done. Spring has sprung and all that. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, I know. As I say, I know. you got at least you're thankful, mate. Because see some of the stuff they send me through that they're meant to read out. I'm like, I'm not reading that. <laughs> like, I'm not reading that. I'm not even asking the lads to read that out. That's not happening. But no, as always, really? thank you to Manscaped for their continued yes. support. They're at, they are superb with us. Uh, they are absolutely brilliant. So yes, thank you to. Thank you to to, to Manscaped. Somebody's asked what's a weed whacker. The weed whacker's the nose thing. The nose thing. Yeah, the nose thing. It's a, it's a wee cracker, so it is. Yeah, it's a wee cracker. Yeah, so uh, there you go. Order one. Use yeah. our code. There you go. Sort yourself out. It's a pity they're not getting stuff for your beard, Scotia. You could trial on your beard and stuff. Ah, don't worry. That, beard this beard will be getting shaved off soon. You were all kind of molesting it on Sunday evening. No, because I, no, I, I, I desperately want to get you to get it like get it shaped, man, because it will look, look cracking. Like, it's, it's mate, there's so many beard. so many people have beard envy of your beard, genuinely. Yeah. There's like guy, people in the comment that saying oh, that your beard is tremendous, get, mate. It's absolutely tremendous. Get your pictures in now because it'll be coming off in the next week or two. Don't Aww. say that. Your only fans will go down, Scotia. Last thing you Anyway, moving on. We're not here to talk about Scotia's beard and how good he looks. But um, well, um, the second part of the press conference was um, John Lundstrom, who's probably not everyone's favourite player right now at the moment in terms of his performances. I'll I'll come to you, Scotia, but I'll just read a couple of snippets from um, from his presser. He basically said, disappointed he wasn't involved in the game as much as he wanted, was a yard off it here and there, and wasn't the game plan we wanted to, to get up in their faces. We didn't have a chance to get on the ball first half. He said, success for this club is winning the league. We want to push Celtic as close as we can and get ourselves to the cup final. Not win it, even though we did kind of say that later on. We're building and focusing on our game at the weekend and trying to put things right. I don't think the gap is massive. We have showed we're a really good team. I just felt we weren't ourselves on the day and didn't get it right. Again, Scotia, John Lindstrom isn't going to come out and say what we all think or what we want to hear, but what was your thoughts on on John Lindstrom and John Lindstrom this season? We've had a saying John Lindstrom this season, but <laughs> he was extremely poor in that game. But it's it's not been a one-off this season, let's say that. No, I don't want to get too... Too bashing in John Lundstrom because I've done that quite recently already in the pod. As he's not in for it, a player no. this season. No, given, given that I would, given that I think we'd all put him for being player of the season. He's no, um, we did, didn't we? Certainly, <laughs> certainly not taking that on board. Now he's been really poor this season. That injury one, I was like, and of course he's going to come out and say, yeah, he was fit. But Bill had said it in his presser as well. That I think what was it, twenty four or twenty five players that were available. He said that were all declared themselves fit, which I suppose kind of happens coming up to a cup final. 
but he did. He was on that podcast. We've spoken about it before earlier on in the season, where he said that he was carrying a bit of knock. Yeah. What I would say in his defence, not in his defence as such, but at least to come out to the press, given how poorly he played and Kenny done it, because I was kind of expecting that it would have been given to someone like Jack or something like that. I didn't expect it to be Tavor Lundstrom. I just had a feeling that it was going to be someone like Jack who wasn't really involved in the, the rubbish part of the, the game. Not that any of it was really good, to be honest. Um, but he said that, and ugh, he's just... Uh, that's, to be honest, it's the first player press conference I've actually sat through and listened to fully for a long time. Probably one of the one of only two or three times I've done it this season. And he, he, like you say, he's just saying the things that you, you expect him to say. I think the the question he was asked, asked in terms of what does a positive season look like, I hadn't listened to it until I listened to today. So I'd only seen like people commenting on it on Twitter. And the way it was reported on Twitter, I was like, oh, that's a really poor thing to say. But having listened to what he said, some of the comments are getting taken out of context and moved yeah. around to when he said them. I feel I think he was he did clearly say that you know the league's winning is the most important thing and it should be that. But what Kenny Powell was answering it in terms of what does the season look like? Well, yeah, as it's going to have to be a push, push close for the league, and it is getting into the cup final and winning it. That's what more can he say than that? Because that's what it needs to be. Um, no, it wasn't a great press. It wasn't an inspiring press conference. Let's put it that way. But it'll, a wee bit of credit for him for coming out and having to having to face with it because it probably wasn't very pleasant in that room just as they were coming out. Let's put it that way. Yeah, Carney, he must have lost the bet in the dressing room to, to do the press <laughs> for 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 that one. That's um, that's not a good one to do after what happened in Sunday, and especially for his performance. What was your thoughts and some of his comments? You're, uh, it's it is one of those things that people will, are always going to take it the wrong way because of the way that the mood is just now. He isn't going to be. He can't come out and go. I have been absolutely stinking all season. By the way, like he can't say that. He just can't because he's kind of making a rod for his own back at that point. What I don't like is that, again we are and Bill said it as well. Is this we were on? We're, we're in, we were we were a form team. We're winning games. Yeah, we are winning games. I, I do get that. I mean, hearts aside, hearts was a terrific performance, genuinely was. Everything else has been not exactly perfect. There's been a lot of work we can clearly see still to be done. I mean, the Partick Thistle game as well, for an example as well, was one of those games where I'm going, we are we are not where we think we are or what we are getting led to believe where we are. It's okay winning games. It's only gonna it's only gonna get you so far. And no disrespect to the rest of the teams in Scotland, we should be beating these teams. This isn't, it's not a big surprise that we're beating these teams. This is the wage structure that these players are on, the amount of money that we invest personally as fans into the club for tickets, for merchandise, for everything like that. We should be beating these teams. That's, that's, that's your bread and butter. That's, that's what we should be doing. There is no really an excuse. There's not one. And as ludicrous as this is, but we're all Rangers fans, and I know everybody that's a Rangers fan that's in the comments and listens will agree. I expect Rangers to win home and away every game that we play. So I, I, I don't like that over a form team. Yeah, well, we are. I, I agree that there's been improvements within the squad, um, and, and improvements within the way that we're playing football. I can I can see a different ideas to what we were unfortunately having to witness through Van Bronckhorst, and I do genuinely believe that so many games this season, if we were still the manager was still Van Bronckhurst we wouldn't have won those games because we didn't have that there was nothing there because I don't think the players fully bought into if we keep doing what Gio's telling us to do we'll win so the the the, the, the horseshoe football thing just was never going to win his football games especially going down as a player as a manager you're going to get judged on one fixture and one fixture alone domestically and that's against Celtic so yes, we could have won 17 games or whatever it was, 16 games before we went into that game on Sunday. But ultimately, that's the game that you're going to be judged on. And we didn't win it. Uh, the players didn't show up. The manager got it wrong. He had a, a horrific day at the office. So the the whole form, we were a form team thing. It won't. It doesn't really doesn't really go with me because I, I don't. I don't. I don't really. Agree with it. I've I know what I've been watching. I know what I've been seeing, and we I suppose we were trying to ride the wave of the the positive results, and we were winning games where we would maybe think we would drop under Geo. But again, it's all it's 
this week has shown the reaction that there's been that it's not that it counts for nothing because it doesn't, but it's almost taken a complete back seat because how poor the performance was on Sunday. He won't get away with it again. It's as simple as that. If we do that again, and he's got possibly three old firms um, this season, depending if we can get to the get to the cup final, and um, we're potentially going to play Celtic another three times. And I mean, what two wins and a draw is probably the best that he can hope for out of that to get positive reaction out of out of. Um, out of the Rangers fans. So, yeah, I say it, it won't really wash me. Lundstrom, himself personally, I think I think he looked a wee bit dejected when I when I watched the presser. I think he looked a wee bit down on himself. And I, I, I mean, I, I believe he's a professional. I do believe ultimately that he's a, a guy that prides himself on his performances. And I do believe a lot of players would have had a look at themselves. And I hope the conversation that they've had internally, as we were told about three times, four times within the the presser between Beale and Lundstrom, that they have had some serious words because it has to happen. There has to be a change in mindset within the team. We are we are in a I mean, we've mentioned it and I think we mentioned it on Tuesday night there that we have a we have a bunch of players in this squad that are used to losing big games. That has to change and it has to change very, very quickly. So I, I, I did feel sorry for Lundstrom, but not that sorry for him because he's became a very frustrating figure as we've been forced to watch him. Um and again, you've saying he was fit. I'm sorry. If that's a fit John Lundstrom, then he's not good enough to play for Rangers. It's as simple as that. Yeah, it wasn't good. It wasn't a great press. It was what I thought, to be honest, what we were going to get. We get it all the time after when we lose big games and we need to learn, etc. But will we learn? Let's, let's find out when the next big game comes let's round. But Scotia, just quickly before we come on to... Um, Kilmarnock expectations for the rest of the season in terms of Rangers we really need to put a run together like we did going into that cup final obviously we've got the Scottish Cup still to play for That that's the main priority the league's probably just out of our well it is out with nine points let's be honest about it do you expect him to tinker as much with the team as he has or do you expect some players to that he knows now aren't up to it, we'll just fall away and sit in events from now going forward? Or do you think you'll continually try and play some of these players now and again and try and get a tune? It's a difficult one because some of the players that you're wanting to come in are obviously can't because they're out injured. For, for instance, Yelma, I know Yelma, has, you might come on to him, obviously he's yeah. said that he's maybe got a bounce game this weekend, potentially be back in for contention in the squad next weekend. Like I really expect that if he does get up to fitness, I'll expect to see more of him sort of playing and starting to look ahead to next season. Um, also, your likes of obviously with the question marks around Kent signing a contract extension, which has come out saying, Beal had said in the the press, the written press part of the press conference that no contracts have been offered to those out of contract. So we still don't know what's happening there. So do you maybe see someone like Cantwell, someone like <laughs> Carney's favourite person, Rabbi Matondo, to see him maybe trying them out more just to see so that he can have a look at them with next season ahead. But then saying all that, we still need to keep on winning because although, yes, we've conceded the league personally, it's it's still there. All it takes is that for them to drop points enough, probably three, four, maybe four games. But that would require us to win all those games. So he's Kenny in that position where he probably can't tinker it as much as he would like. Um, but I would like to see certain players kind of tried in positions and, you know, once Yelmaz gets back, Suters looks as if he's coming back for fitness, giving them minutes here and there, getting Hadji back up to full fitness. That's kind of what you want to be doing, but without losing sight of we need to win every single game because that's, like Carney says, that's what it, what's needed at Rangers. You need to win every single game. Yeah, Carney, you in the, the same boat as Scotia there. What about, sorry? The expectations for the seasons in terms of oh, hundred percent, no, I know a hundred percent. But I, I, I am now at the point of saying I, I said that again. I don't I hate repeating myself. Um, I said it on Tuesday night that I, I, I'm at the point now where I can't defend these players anymore. I can't defend these guys that are constantly out of form. 
we we have to move on. We, we really have to move on, and we have to move on quick for the for the sake of the club. Um, I don't I don't really put full criticism onto Bill for what he has, um, for for what he has in front of him, from what he has to to, to pick from in terms of a team. But we we have to do more in terms of playing players that are going to continue to be at the club past the, the end of the season. If Bill knows or he's got a fair idea of who it's going to be and these conversations have happened behind closed doors, then we have to start playing these players. We have to start building as much as we can for the future and getting these players as ready as they can be to go into next season uh, um, ready, to, to, to have them ready. The 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 bare minimum now for the season, mate, is it's simple. Um, we we have to not let the gap get any bigger. Um, to Celtic, it has to remain the same at the very least, and we have to win the Scottish Cup. As I, I, th- I don't think there's any, I don't think there's anything because we can't say that oh, Bill's not had a chance to invest. He's brought in two players, and he didn't play the two players on Sunday. I don't think he's going to make that mis- mistake again. Put it that way, because it's an easy, it's an easy bat for everybody to pick up and beat him over the head with, which we all have deservedly so as well. But we are, we have to win that Scottish Cup. There's, it's really as pure as simple as that. So yeah, in terms of the expectations going forward, mate, I expect Rangers to keep on winning. We we have to take care of the rest of the games in the in the league as well as putting on a much much better performance against Celtic. And look, we've all said it before, um, and I think I, I don't want to speak for you. See if we went out against Celtic and you could see we laid everything on the line. We couldn't have done any more than what we done, but we still lost the game. You will, you'll accept it. You'll not be happy about it, but you'll accept it and you'll go, right, okay, at least there is something you can take a positive viewpoint on. Sunday left us with nothing. There was literally zero positive to take away from that, apart from when Raskin, well, when Raskin came on especially, he played two or three passes where I thought, my, we've needed that the entire game. So, yeah, expectations. Don't let the gap get bigger. Win the Scottish Cup. Yeah. No, I completely agree. I mean, I've got nothing else more to add from you two guys there. Completely agree. I think most folk agree, to be honest. Um, moving on to just before we were on to Kilmarnock at the weekend, in Beale's presser, we got an update on um, Tom Lawrence and oh. Al Kamar Roof. <laughs> Tom Lawrence is now, he was doing isolated training before and has had a setback, needs an operation, and is out for the rest of the season and won't be back till the beginning of next season. Probably won't be back. For, for the, the start of the season. And Kamar Roof. <laughs> Kamar Roof. Um, again, out for the end. It looks like he's out for the, the rest of the season too. He's came back, back twice this season, played something like 15 minutes each game, scored in each, each game, sorry, and been injured. Scotia, we have no luck at the moment, and you can throw Yelmaz in and I'll come on to him, but... Tom Lawrence, I, mean, I raved about Tom Lawrence before he came to Rangers. I thought he'd be a what a player. I thought he'd be for Rangers. He looked a player. Then he got injured, and he's that's him out to next season. And Kamar Roof, we've had us seen Kamar Roof, but <laughs> what do we do moving forward with him? Right, you say bad luck. I don't. There's, it's getting to the stage where it, it can't just be bad luck. Well, I agree with you there. Many players, I agree with you. There's yeah. too many players out for. Far too long. Um, yeah. Who was it? So I know. Remember, we were doing a pod oh, a few weeks ago, maybe a month or two back. Someone had mentioned that Yelmaz had like a grade one or a grade three hamstring hamstring yeah. tear, whatever that means. Outrageous. I have no idea. I have no idea what it means now. We'll need to wait and see. Because Bill has said that on Yelmaz um, that it looks as if he'll maybe play a bounce game this weekend and potentially back in contention. We'll need to wait and see if that comes to fruition because we've been there too many times as well. But oh, they're just coming just around the corner, and then there's the breakdown. So Lawrence has had this breakdown, which is really unfortunate for the lad, and not unfortunate for us as well, because like you say, he was becoming quite a, an integral player in terms of you know making stuff happen in that area of the pitch. What I would say in the Lawrence one, this and I kind of alluded to it earlier, is that for me that Kenny signals that Tillman then must be signed at all costs because I don't think Lawrence is going to be back until the what they call the end of pre-season potentially next year. So that's not ideal yeah. with more than likely Champions League qualifier. Yeah. So for me, that kind of it opens, makes the door wider in terms of the board agreeing to um, put the money out for Tillman to come in. So it's unfortunate for Lawrence, but 
yeah, there's, there's some. We need to look some seriously at what's going on with the injuries because I think we're in the same. We use the same company as Liverpool do, and I think Liverpool have been kind of ravaged with injuries this season as well. I was, I think, I had a wee quick look in the Anfield wrap, and there was an article from like the start of January saying that there was twenty players had missed for on from Liverpool had missed up to one hundred and fifty nine games between them. You know, for half a season, and ours must be similar to that. I don't know. I've not had a look in detail about it there, but yeah, it needs to be looked at there. And then <laughs> Kamar Ruth, we were kind of talking off air about Kamar Ruth, and it's like, what do you do? I've seen a few people in the comments were there as well, like, oh, I need to need to get rid of him. Need to get rid of him. The problem we've got is no one will sign him if he's got if he's got an injury problem. We, we, no one will sign him, so it would be a case of. Just saying, right, we'll release you, but we then will need to pay all his wages for that remaining year out. So I'm not a contract lawyer or anything like that, so I don't know exactly how they work. So is it in our best interest to do that? Or are we just as well keeping him around? Because it's it may may work out, I don't know. But it's getting ridiculous where if he's made of made of chocolate that boy. Yeah, Kaani, it's Tom Lawrence is a big one for me because I raved yeah. about him before he came. Kamar Roof, we all know what Kamar Roof is. It's not a surprise that one, but the Lawrence one in particular, it just it just sums it up this season, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, Tom Lawrence is a real sore one. It is a real sore one. Obviously, it all went a bit quiet on him into here now that he's out until the start of next season or the end of pre-season. It's a real, a real disappointing. Um, a real disappointing bit of news uh, and I feel for him, I really do feel for him he must be gutted, he must be absolutely gutted coming to a new team and starting the way he did he looked like a real player um, I say you were banging the drum about him mate and after I seen him quite rightly so um, it's a it's a sore one it really is and uh, I just need to hope that he can get through it mentally as well and, and he can come back fighting fit, let's hope that he can but to require another operation it's just it's terrible, terrible luck for him um, it really is. I'm gutted that I'm not going to see Lawrence for the rest of this season. Kamar Roof. Um, I'm going to try and not have a tinfoil hat on here, okay? To me, there's more in it than just our medical staff and Kamar Roof eh, and Kamar Roof having bad luck. I think Kamar Roof is very easy to very easy. I look, and again, I'm I'm outside of looking, and I think it's very easy for him to turn around and say, "Sorry, Gaffer, I've got a knock." I do. I don't know if he's. I don't know if he's as committed as we'd all like to believe that he is, because there has to be more to this. There's got to be. The guy can't be this injury prone. If he's that bad, he literally couldn't cross the street without getting an injury. So there has to be more to it than this, than just oh, he's injured now for the season. I I agree with Scotia though that who's going to buy him. Um, there's nobody that's going to buy him based on what they've seen for this season and the guy must be getting to the point where he's thinking I'd be best retiring if there is indeed a deep lying problem that he can't seem to resolve because it can't be good for him either it can't be good for him to constantly be out get himself fit and then drop out again for the rest of the season so um, a real difficult one I don't know if it's worth Rangers paying him up and moving him on I think that would only please fans more than anything else um, at the end of the day, you're still going to need to pay his wages, and he might get fit, but I just seriously doubt it. We all said it when when he was coming back fit. We all went, "Well, we'll get injured again," and yeah, here here we are now. Well, Kamara out for the rest of the season, so yeah. But Kamara is what it is, um, unfortunately, and I would do everything that I possibly could to try and get some form of money for him now and, and get him to move on because we can't, same as obviously Hollander's coming to the end of his contract, but I'd said the same about Hollander. Um, they're ultimately not contributing enough to the team. I know Kamar Roof comes back and scores, yeah, and I do believe he's a top-class striker, but there's just, there's something not quite right. Something doesn't sit quite right with Kamar Roof for me, but uh, I gutted for Lawrence, mate, gutted. Yeah, no, nah, Kamar Roof, uh, t- he must be in the, the top bracket of wage, uh, wage earners at Ibrox, I, I'd imagine. So oh, I... get, getting to shift him off the books is going to be hard. Whether we could do a deal with somebody and somebody just takes him as a, as a free, basically, just to get him off the books in terms of wages, I don't know going forward. But I think he'll be there next season. Let's just say that. So, <laughs> But moving on, we have a game tomorrow. 
Saturday, three o'clock against Kilmarnock. We'll love a Saturday, three o'clock. We can go to the pub for a couple of babies. Um, come back and have a couple more babies after that. But <laughs> it's Kilmarnock who are sitting 11th in the league. They have won one out of their last five. Um, they're fighting for their lives down there. Dundee United are just below them. We squad update. We'll have a wee laugh here. John Sutter is back in the squad. I've been told this before, though. So whether whether he's on the bench, I'll believe it when I see it. Ryan's Turkish delight, Yelmaz, as Scotia said earlier on, needs a bounce match next week. But he did say he'll be contention for the the Wraith Rovers game next week. So that'll be good to see him back. And Carney, your favourite man, the best Welshman we all know, Rabbi Matondo, apparently is back as well. So he may feature in one of these games. I would probably say he might feature Wraith Rovers going forward. So Scotia tomorrow, three o'clock on a Saturday. What's your expectations for tomorrow and to come on? Are you, are you thinking we're going to finally get that performance from Rachel's? Ah, I'll make the jokes, mate. I'll make the jokes. One of Highbrooks. No, this this one could be a. This is going to be interesting. I usually look really forward to three o'clock games on a Saturday. Still looking slightly forward to it, but you're playing a Derek McInnes team at Highbrooks, and you know exactly what he'll do. Try to get the crowd frustrated. Yeah, try to get the crowd frustrated within the first 10-15 minutes and we are ripe for getting frustrated. There's no other way about it. If things don't go well, one pass goes astray within the first five minutes, you'll hear it. I, I've got that feeling about the game. Um, I mean, the last time we played Kelly, the, it was the end of January. They started down at Rugby Park. They started that game on fire. That first they 15 did, minutes, aye. they were all over us. A couple of goals all up, over yeah. Us. yeah, that um, boy Arms, it was uh, Danny Armstrong. Before he got sent off, was having a really good game in that first half. Our field was played. Our field started and had a terrible, terrible game in that first half. Um, so hopefully it's not a game like that. But we're at home; it should be better. But you kind of know what what Kelly are going to do. Something that I noticed as well is that he's been playing Lewis Mayo an awful lot when he's available to play. Obviously, he can't play against us, so it kind of disrupts their yeah. defence. So it's, that's something that I would want us to cause their defence is getting a wee bit disrupted. Can he look at that and target that? So, yeah, slightly looking forward to it. But like I say, I think it's one of these games where if things don't go well within the first 10, 15 minutes, it could be a frustrating afternoon at Ibrox. Yeah, yeah no, I agree with you, Just after Sunday as well, and you know folk don't have patience at, at Ibrox, including ourselves. Carney, tomorrow, 3 o'clock Saturday. Do you think we'll get the performance? I know you had a wee laugh there, but do you think we'll finally get a performance on a Saturday? <laughs> Yeah, do you, I don't know. I don't know how to say this. Um, no, I don't. No, I don't. I think tomorrow will just be a win. Uh, I really do. I don't see. I see it being another not frustrating game, but just I feel it being quite flat, and I think the crowd will be quite flat, and rightly so. I mean, we're well within our rights to feel very flat about this. Usually, you've got a right buzz about Saturday three o'clock. The weather looks like it's going to be no bad tomorrow. Maybe I'll be a wee bit cold, but that's it. And it's usually one of the games you're right up for, and. The amount of people I've seen, like, there's a ticket free, there's a ticket yeah. free, and for yeah. three o'clock on a Saturday, it's crazy. You don't usually see it. You really don't. But, yeah, I mean, we need, what the only thing we can do, mate, is pick ourselves back up, and people will say, what next? What can you do? The only thing you can do is move on to the next game, and tomorrow is it. Tomorrow is it. It'll be a tough game. Um, Kilmarnock are, they are in a mixed run of form, trying their hardest to try to survive and not get dragged into the the proper relegation battle, if you like. So they'll be trying the hardest, and we know what Derek McInnes will do. So, no, I'm not expecting a a particularly simple game, mate, or a, a or a um a routine one. I think we'll, we'll have our moments. It's all going to depend on who he picks to play, mate. Yeah, it's going to be interesting who we've actually picked in our teams, but it will be interesting who Beal picks in his team. Um, I agree with two. I agree with Scotia. I, I think McInnes will set up to frustrate us and frustrate the fans. I'm not expecting a high high um, volume of goals with Rangers tomorrow. I'm expecting what you said, Carney, a winning up the road. Um, and that's what we need. I want the performance. I'd love a lot of goals tomorrow, but I, I just can't see it. And I hope I'm wrong, but team scores and first goal score, I'll go first on my team. And um, of interest to see if you've got the same as me. I don't think you'll have the same front three as me. I don't think Beal will play my front three, but this is what I'm going to go with. McGregor, Tav, Goldson Davies, Barisic, Raskin, um, Jack, um, Cantwell, Ryan Kent, 
Antonio Cholak and Alfredo Morelos. That is my team. I'm going 2-0 Rangers and I'm going to go Cholak to score first. Scotia, what are you? What was your score? 2-0? Two 2-0. Nil? Two nil. Alright, okay. I know you mentioned I was thinking considering would would they maybe um, play Cholak up top with Alfie? I probably think not, given the I news don't think that's he will, but yeah, yeah. No. Given the news that's come out about Roof, I don't think now's the time that he can start doing that anymore because you've only got two strikers really. And the other the other ones three if you're including Sakala in that mix. So I don't think I think the time to see Cholak and Morelos play is gone now because of the Roof situation. But anyway, that's not what we're discussing. My team Slightly different. McGregor, Tav Goldson, Davis Barris, same. Jack and Raskin as well, same. Although I do expect one of Kamara and Lundstrom to play start in front of Jack, but I want Jack. No, the they, he can't. <laughs> he can't. Mm. He just can't. You wait. You wait. You wait and oh. see. You wait and see. And then oh. sort of my front three: Cantwell, Tillman, Kent, and Morelos. And I would like to see also Hadji get about forty-five to thirty. Yeah, I think he'll play. So that's my team. Oh, sorry, sorry, I'll sorry. score as well. Oh, sorry, sorry. I'll, yeah, I said off. I ain't got to be three 0 Rangers. Wait till score first. That's quite positive score. I'll take that. Um, Garney, what's yours? Um, what I would play is what I would play if I was picking the team would be McGregor, Devine, Goldson, Davies, Barisic, Jack, Raskin, Cantwell, Tillman, Kent, and Morelos. Um, he will play Tavernier there's no doubt about it and the only reason I didn't put Cholak and Alfie up top is exactly the reason Scotia said because Kamar Roof is made of tracing paper so he won't be playing So uh, for the rest of the season so I don't think he can take the risk really now get to get an injury to another striker so I would I, I, would, I wouldn't play Tavernier because I think he's been awful and I think it's about time that we start being Sensible about things more than anything else because he's not really taking himself out of dodge. He's been he's been so poor. He really has been. His stats are all good. Yes, he scores penalties. I do get all that, but I, if I I would give Devine a chance. I don't think he will. I think it'll be Tav that will play there. Um, but yeah, that would be that would be my team. Um, I I hope he does not play Kamara or Lundstrom. Honestly, I hope so much that he doesn't play them. I, I just don't mind. want. I don't want to see Kamara and I don't want to see Lundstrom tomorrow. Thank you very much. Maybe bring them on if I win in for the last 10 minutes or something if you really need to, but I don't want to see them tomorrow. Um, I really don't. But yeah, uh, shame I'd like Hadji to see Hadji to get a few minutes. That would be good. Um, and never know, maybe Rabi will make an appearance. Um, and as well. I'd like to see you. See if we're a couple of goals up and we look very secure. I'd like to see Suter if he's on the bench, like you say, Ali. But yeah, maybe like just, yeah, just yeah. get him on and get him a better on it. Yeah, get get a better. Yeah, there'd be no danger on that. Um, I'm going to go. Should I be honest? I'm going to go one 0 Rangers. Alfredo Morelos. Oh, oh, oh. well, that's a win, <laughs> so That's positive. Yes, that is a win. That is a win. I'll take that. No, I got. I think we'll be setting the vice right tomorrow when it comes, whatever it is, just before two o'clock when the team comes out. We'll all look at each other and go, "Oh God!" <laughs> you just know. You just know. But no, but no, that's been just over the hour, lads. So um, I don't think we'd get to the hour, but we have. We always do. Um, so yeah, I'd like to thank my guests first. Um, first of all, Mister Scott Carney. I will. Um, I will see you tomorrow, as always. Yeah, see you tomorrow, mate. Yeah, see you. I know I'll get the wee buzz again. You always do when you're walking up to Ibrox and you see the stadium. You always get the wee buzz back. And it was good. There he is. As always, Jim, right at the end, mate. As always, an absolute, um, an absolute legend, mate. Thank you so much, Jim. Really do appreciate it. You are very much part of the one million views, mate. So I really do appreciate that. Uh, yeah, so that is what it is. Oh, Billy as well. I saw happening, Billy. Thank you very much, Billy. Again, very much appreciated, mate. Uh, both members as well. Absolutely superb. Absolutely superb. Thank you so much, gents. Um, yeah. So I, as I say, we'll, we'll go to tomorrow, mate, and we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But yeah, just one Rangers, just one. Yep, Scotia as well. Thanks for coming on, and don't you dare shave that beard tonight. <laughs> I hadn't even cheers, Ali. I hadn't even considered saving it tonight. But now that you've said that, you've just put a thought in it in my mind. So we'll see. Uh, everyone will see me on the post match tomorrow, with or without a beard. But no, cheers, guys. That was more enjoyable than expected it to be. Let's put it that way. Given the week yeah. Rangers have had. Yeah. No. 
it's um, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. I always enjoy a Saturday three o'clock, like I've said. So you going to watch Rangers when you get back on it. But no, thanks to my guests. Thanks to everyone in the, the comments as well. Thanks to the kind donations as well. I think we've had a, a new subscriber to, tonight as well, Carney, too. So, no, thanks very much. We're, we've jumped up in subscribers this week. We're very close to the 4,000 mark. So, if you can like, share, um, hopefully we can get to that 4,000 mark very soon. So, yeah, we will be back tomorrow from the Viceroy with a post-match, hopefully on a positive Rangers performance and win. So we have been Club at 22, the Rangers podcast, and we will see you tomorrow. Good night. <laughs>